There is a physical invasion happening at our southern border. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that it's being intentionally orchestrated, implemented, carried out. Everybody knows that it's military-aged men that are invading this country from all over the planet. Everybody knows that weapons caches and dirty bombs are likely being placed all over the place, making a 9-11 event look like child's play. If you think we've seen mass shootings lately, just wait until what you see in the very near future. It's really easy to point a finger at Alex Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, who the House impeached, knowing full well that the Senate is full of the same uniparty Democrats. They'll never move to convict. They'll never move to remove. So it's all fake. It's all fake. So if you want to point at Alex Mayorkas and say, well, it's his fault. Yeah, he's a traitor for sure. But how about looking in a mirror? We are responsible for all of this. When you really get down to it, we're voluntarily paying federal income taxes to this fake government. So we're paying and orchestrating and carrying out our own demise. And there is a solution to all of this. We have the solution to all of this. Go to StuPeters.com right now. At the very top of the page, you'll see a film called Slave Nation. That's what we're living in, a slave nation. We are slaves in virtual, digital, and financial prison camps, soon to be physical prisons, if we don't do something about this right now. This is the most highly censored film on the internet, making it only available at StuPeters.com. It's right at the very top of the page. Go watch Slave Nation at StuPeters.com. Again, Slave Nation at StuPeters.com. The Stu Peters Show starts right now. I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I refuse to be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. So new legislation is being pushed in Washington right now to ban and destroy the very thing that America won its independence on. The militia. Which, as those in this audience know, everybody knows, is protected by our Second Amendment. And if you actually read the bill, you'll see that it goes much further than that. This is an extremely overt and aggressive attempt at stopping American citizens, American patriots, from organizing among themselves and opposing a tyrannical government, militarily or otherwise. And this is an excuse to start confiscating guns, mainly from white people, to disarm us while our borders are left wide open and millions of invaders pour in to kill us. That's exactly what this bill and others like it are meant to do, And it's time that the American people stop pretending otherwise. The occupants of Washington, illegal, illegitimate occupants, are trying to disarm us and kill us because they hate us. And this is just their latest version of how they're going to do it. The ridiculously named Preventing Private Paramilitary Act has been introduced to the U.S. Senate by Massachusetts Democrat Ed Markey. If you haven't heard of him, his public website really says it all, really shows you what kind of political pawn this tyrant guy is, because at the very top of his webpage, he's still promoting the COVID bioweapon. So under this new legislation, virtually all forms of group firearm training are banned. 
If three or more people get together to shoot guns, they could be considered a radical right-wing militia and a threat to the United States. The language used in this bill is very broad. This is obviously deliberate to create huge leeway for the federal prosecution of gun owners. The legislation says, quote, Whenever the attorney general has reasonable cause to believe that any person or group of persons has engaged in or is about to engage in any act prohibited by Section 2742, the attorney general may bring a civil action for preventative relief, including an application for a permanent or temporary injunction, restraining order, or other order in an appropriate district court of the United States. End quote. So let's unpack that. What that means is this legislation opens Americans up to persecution and prosecution from the federal government, from the corrupt DOJ that's been funding fake militia movements for decades to gain a pretext to ban guns. And once that persecution begins, this bill makes it very, very clear what the end goal is, and that's gun confiscation. The bill goes on to say that, quote, any property subject to forfeiture pursuant to Section 2742 may be forfeited to the United States in a civil case, end quote. This is a gun grab, plain and simple. It will allow the Biden regime Department of Justice and any other fake president tyrant that gets installed into D.C., to abuse the civil court system to steal firearms from Americans and disarm them. And does anyone really think that this will stop in civil courts? No. Hell no, of course not. This is going to be used to put American patriots in prison just like January 6th was. And speaking of January 6th, That's actually the backing that Markey is using to justify this entire bill, to finish the process of turning American citizens into subjects. Quote, private paramilitary actors such as the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers pose a serious threat to democracy and the rule of law. And we must create new prohibitions on their unauthorized activities that interfere with the exercise of people's constitutional rights. The forces of bigotry, hatred, and violent extremism must be stopped for the sake of our democracy. End quote. Well, isn't that convenient? Everyone who disagrees with him, who disagrees with Markey's globalist donors, is a bigot or a hater and a violent extremist who threatens democracy. Look, the federal government has been obsessed for years, for decades, with destroying the militia. The militia is the worst nightmare of any totalitarian government like the Biden regime to have an armed civilian populace, especially one that's well-trained and knows how to use its firearms and knows how to maneuver and knows how to stand up for the people. So this is really just nothing new. This is just more like a recycled old political trick because back in the 90s, Bill Clinton was trying to get rid of the militia movement and he seized upon the Oklahoma City bombing to do it which was, we were told, carried out by Timothy McVeigh, a guy that we now know was tied to upper echelons of military special warfare and intelligence after his time in the Persian Gulf, and who many people believe was working directly on behalf of the federal government or a portion of the federal government when he helped to blow up the Alfred P. Murrah building. And I say helped because 
Before McVeigh was the the sole scapegoat who was quickly put to death, federal authorities were looking for multiple bombers. One of the most expensive manhunts in American history was concluded by the Clinton administration when they claimed that the accomplices that they were looking for had actually never existed. I wonder if that's because they may have been federal agents. And let's not forget, as we've discussed previously on this show, just last year it was revealed that the DOJ and the FBI were they themselves training the so-called militia that was charged in the fake and debunked Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. An FBI agent had to admit this on the stand. He was under oath, and that admission flipped the entire story on its head. The exact same feds who will be tasked with enforcing this anti-militia legislation are training fake militias to justify taking our guns. Do you see how this works? By the way, there's also a state version of this bill which is being pushed in Maine. Presumably, if it finds success, there will quickly be replicated stories in other states. We could very easily see in blue states and likely even some red ones, if you believe in that fake crap, gun grabbers going door to door, inspecting firearms and seizing those that look too militaristic or those whose owners have a couple of buddies that they go shooting with. It's already happening. We've seen numerous reports of ATF, even IRS agents and others showing up at people's houses and demanding their firearms. Legislation like this just offers up some safety netting. It puts the framework in place to protect the tyrants from prosecution or civil action and turns the judiciary against us, we, the people. This is a massive attack on our Second Amendment. We're seeing it at all levels of government. Chris Doerr is the founder of the American Firearms Association. He joins us, joins us now. Chris, uh, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. If you're a, I mean, we're, we're living in dangerous times now, and this is uh, this is bad news. If you're a political dissenter, I mean, you've talked about this in in terms of it being a Second Amendment issue, but this is a massive First Amendment issue as well. If you open your mouth, if you fire off an angry text message and a signal thread that you and your buddies have together, and of course, we know the Windbreaker Boys have backdoors in a signal as well. This allows Merrick Garland to bring the entire full weight of the power of the federal government against you and your friends and destroy you and silence you for opposing the regime. But one thing I thought you, you gloss over just a little bit, and I think it's very important to point out, is this allows Merrick Garland to sue you in civil court in advance of whatever crime they're trying to trump up against you. Civil court in a civil finding means it's a preponderance of the evidence, uh, greater than greater likelihood than not. They don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt to come after you and bankrupt you. All they have to do is drag you into civil court. When when is government authorized? When have they previously been authorized to do this kind of thing? I, I can't think of any instance, uh, but they can strip away your gun rights, your First Amendment rights in civil court where they don't even have to prove to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that you were going to do what they say you were going to do. I mean, this has huge ramifications for gun owners and free speech advocates. So what do we do about it, Chris? You defy it 100 percent. You get your you get your guns together and you get your buddies together and you go out there and train. And uh, and you better you better be very good friends with a good constitutional lawyer. This stuff is all going to go to the courts. But at, at some point, it's kind of funny you should say this because it's Mark. It's Marky who after the um, after the Roe v. Wade decision got got overturned in 2022. It was him who was out there in front of the Supreme Court that was screaming at the top of his lungs. Uh, to pack the courts. We need to increase the number of justices in the U.S. Supreme Court. 
up from nine to 12 to 15 or whatever. These people are going to pack the courts. They're going to break the rules and do whatever they need to do to cram this down your throat. And at some point, it's going to come to the, the, the point of uh, taking up your firearms. It's just going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think no matter how good of a constitutional attorney that you have, I think that when this thing comes to a head and people are going door to door trying to pull guns out of the hands of lawful citizens who are lawfully possessing and or carrying their firearms, I don't think it's going to be a battle that's fought in a courtroom with a constitutional attorney per se. Well, it's it's uh it's looking more and more like that. You know, it's um another thing when when you sit here and think about it, they're they're banning even getting together and in thinking about doing these kinds of things. Well, I mean, that has all kinds of first first amendment ramifications as well. Just think of like the Green Dragon Tavern uh in in Boston that our our founding fathers got together, the Sons of Liberty, the Boston Committee on Correspondence, they all met there in the Green Dragon Tavern and they planned these actions of uh uh, of uh, rebellion against their tyrant overlords. This is exactly what they want to outlaw here. They they literally want it so that if you are a uh, dissenter against their their agenda, they can come after you with everything that they've got. It's the same motive behind the national red flag law as well. That if you disagree with them, they want to be able to come after you, take away your gun rights without you ever being charged, tried, or convicted of a crime. This was actually practiced during COVID-19, if you really want to think about it. Oh, so yeah. at first it was a suggestion for health. Definitely. And you know, a lot of people got really scared because they're scared of getting sick or their kids getting sick. They didn't want to infect their grandma that was in the nursing home, rotting away, dying alone. Uh, and so it was stay away from your families, stay away from other people, stay six feet away from everybody. Yeah. Don't you go, yeah. don't you go nor- more than six feet closer to anybody. It was, it was like, and then when it was like, people were like, well, screw this. Then they made it a criminal offense to get within six feet of somebody. They made it a criminal offense to not wear your mask. They damn near made it a criminal offense to not get this injection. So all this was practiced. They knew right then we can separate these people. And now it normalizes it and it softens the shock a little bit to American gun owners when they're hearing, hey, yep, you can only go shooting with one other guy. If you get together with two other guys and you go shooting, that's a militia. We're outlawing that. Militia is not a bad word, Chris. We would encourage no. everybody in their communities to have a militia, don't you? I mean, this is exactly the reason why, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. This, this also has a lot of uh, ramifications for people in, in states like New York or Illinois or, or maybe Minnesota here shortly where they're passing these assault weapons bans. When these states do do these things, what the lawful gun owners in those states, the ones who who choose not to openly just defy it and keep those firearms, New Yorkers, for example, went down to Pennsylvania, and there's a lot of Pennsylvania gun shops that opened up storage lockers. A lot of people traveled down every weekend out of New York, down into Pennsylvania, and they train with their firearms. They shoot these firearms. Right in this law, in the Senate, Senate 3589, it criminalizes the act of going out of state uh, to to re- to uh, practice any kind of firearms training. I mean, it's they're casting the net wide, and you're absolutely right. They practiced this before. They've been encouraged to do it during the lockdowns, and now they're coming uh, to the next step. Do you think that they're going to be successful in passing this legislation? Um, sure. Why why not? That they'll they'll manufacture another shooting at some point down the road, whether it's now or whether it's five years from now, ten years from now. They'll they'll keep pushing this until they get the votes that they're, votes that they're looking for. Who's going to stop them? The Republicans <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Senate? Yeah. No, no, that's all no. fake. That's all fake. What's not fake uh, are firearms and bullets, and a, bu- right. a bullet will never lie. Let me ask you one one final question here, and you know this this may seem like it's not necessarily important, but if, I think that it really is. These so called assault weapons bans is there really 
a class of weapons that can be considered an assault weapon, or is that a fictitious class of firearm? Well, it's a completely fictitious class of firearm. It's the label that they put on every single tool that can be used by a patriotic American to defy their tyranny. So there's your answer. Yeah. I mean, these are not wartime weapons. We're not using, you know, fully automatic military-grade no. firearms. You're not buying those in the store. Uh, I don't even know that our military carries them anymore. What they yeah. carry is hormones and blockers so that they can transition themselves into the opposite sex. It's become a complete... <laughs> yeah. looking, looking ahead down the road, I would say, you know, the practical application of the Second Amendment is going uh, to take place at medium to long ranges. So if, if you have a pistol, great. Um, go out and buy yourself a rifle. If you have an AR-type rifle, go out and buy yourself a longer-range thing like that. I think looking down the road at these tyrants and, and, uh, and criminals that are in these positions of government power, uh, we're going to need the ability to to fight them at, at longer ranges and, uh, and get yourself a rifle, yeah. get some friends, learn how to patrol, and uh, get training with it. To reach out and touch somebody, as mm, they say. Amen. 308, 30 7mm, yes. 190 grains, by the way. Uh, ballistic tips. Chris Dorr, we love having you. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We say it all the time on this program. We don't have a government. No, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation, or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from GoldCo. Call them today, please, 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. So here's a surprising fact. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar after eating. When I talk about blood sugar, a lot of people tune out. You know, they think it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes, but blood sugar is a topic everybody needs to understand. One of the big keys to optimal health is to have balanced blood sugar. Spikes in blood sugar force your pancreas to work harder and are associated with things like weight gain and even risk of heart attack and stroke. So here's the reason that I even brought this up. The boys at Bioptimizers have a blood sugar optimization product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And I don't think I'm overstating my case when I say it's revolutionary. I personally take it. I take two capsules 15 minutes before each meal. And then my body pushes carbs and glucose into my muscles to be used as fuel instead of turning them into fat. This is why I'm recommending it to you. As a result, you'll enjoy more stable energy without the post-meal crash. Plus, you'll have better workouts, faster gains in the gym, and an easier time leaning out, getting rid of that stubborn belly fat. But perhaps the biggest benefit of all of this is it will improve your overall health tremendously. You have to try it. For an exclusive offer, go to bioptimizers.com SP. Again, that's bioptimizers.com SP. What if I told you there was a hostile alien species that controls your appetite, sleep and focus, invaders that urinate and defecate throughout your body whenever they are hungry. They will give you headaches, make you depressed and even angry if they don't get what they want. We call them parasites and they are the root cause of many health issues that result in pain, suffering and death. It is time to purge suddenly. It's you or them. Make your move now. 
I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I refuse to be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. Happy Monday, good evening, and welcome to the Stu Peter Show. So on Sunday, an active duty service member set himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. in protest of America's continued support of this disgusting Jewish-run genocide of the Palestinian people in Gaza. Now, from what we know so far and from what we've seen on video, the airman identified himself as 25-year-old Aaron Bushnell, an active-duty member of the United States Air Force who declared before dumping gasoline all over his head and lighting himself on fire that he would, quote, no longer be complicit in genocide, end quote. After lighting himself up, Bushnell screamed, free Palestine, at the top of his lungs repeatedly before armed federal law enforcement officers arrived on the scene and extinguished the flames. Though it was initially reported that Bushnell survived and was taken to a hospital in critical life-threatening condition, it's now being reported that he died of his wounds, which most would expect given the severity of the flames and the amount of time that nearly his entire body was burning. Thus far, very little, if any, information about his political views or religion has been made public. But as we continue seeing, calls for an end to this war in Gaza are reverberating across many, many groups of people. Now, we're going to take a look at this video. If you have children in the room, please turn their direction elsewhere. The video is censored. His body is blurred out as the flames start, but the audio is on and viewer discretion is still advised. Keep in mind, this form of protest is extremely rare in the United States. Darren Bushnell. I am an active duty member of the United States Air Force, and I will no longer be complicit in genocide. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest, but compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it's not extreme at all. This is what our ruling class has decided will be normal.
footage is tragic. No matter who you are, and no matter what you think about the war, that is an American military member lighting himself on fire, taking his own life. Because he thought that that was the best way to stand up to the Israelis for their genocide of the Palestinians and his own government for their support of it. This is an awful and horrific tragedy. An American service member is dead because our own government will not hear us out on the taxpayer-funded slaughter of women and of children and of other innocents in Palestine. This guy's actually in the military. For him, this entire Israel-Palestine situation was even more real. And he had psychos trying to send him and his buddies to war daily over this. One of them was the notoriously Israel-first Jewess Laura Loomer, who mocked Bushnell's death in a post that she made on X. And in her disgusting post, Loomer let us all know where she stands. She stands with Israel, and she wants Americans, especially white Christian men, and especially those who volunteer to serve in our armed forces, to sit down and shut up and prepare to fight Israel's war. Loomer even called this guy, on the day of his death, a traitor to his country. Which is pretty ironic, given that he swore an oath to defend the United States of America, not Israel, from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And this includes our Constitution, which is being shredded every single day on behalf of Israel and on behalf of Ukraine and other countries that hate us, but want to use the lives of our young men to expand their territories. And speaking of irony, how about Loomer's line on mental illness? Could Aaron Bushnell have been mentally ill? Yes. Yes, of course. He could have also been completely genuine. We just don't know yet. But regardless, he's now dead. But before slamming others as mentally ill for mutilating themselves in the way that Bushnell did, maybe Loomer should take a look in the mirror. This is a woman who's been engaging in body modification for years, a telltale sign of a mental illness. Lucas Gage is a veteran and a service member, and he joins us now for more on this. Lucas, you've been censored all over the place for calling for the same thing that Bushnell called for. Thank God and thank you for not lighting yourself on fire. Yeah, it's a tragedy, of course. And, you know, what's even more shocking than his death is the reaction to his death from people like Laura Loomer and others who are uh, of Jewish ethnicity, who claim to be Americans, but they want to be Israel first. And they're showing their true colors, mocking his death, just like the Israelis mock these little babies in their telegram groups. This is what I'm seeing on Twitter. People are sending me screenshots of people saying, burn, baby, burn, and all this other stuff. Or he was a he was a Hamas rapist supporter. How do you know he was? 
He said, free Palestine. And I made a rant earlier, Stu, and I said, he didn't do this for the people who went over the wall. He did this for all the people getting crushed under the rubble. That's what this man took his life for. And it is an extreme form of protest. But you know what? They also do this in Asia. A lot of monks will burn themselves to death to protest the wars that are going around in their areas. So it is shocking to see. But you know what really bothers these Israeli firsters and Jewish supremacists is that he died not for Israel. He died for the people of Palestine. He sacrificed his life in front of the Israeli embassy, which is now marked forever with this man's grave, in a sense. Because when people look at the embassy, they're always going to see and remember that this person took his life there. Because had he thrown some blood on himself and said, free Palestine or something like this, they would arrest him and put him away. But he took his life, Stu. And yeah, you know, it's not the best way to protest. Honestly, you're going to die. But he made a message that has gone across the entire planet that will stick with people forever and forever mark that embassy for what it is, a embassy that promotes genocide using our taxpayer dollars and our troops. U.S. military service members sign up for a couple of reasons. One of them is to protect the sanctity of the borders of the United States of America, a duty, a core duty that our military has completely turned its back on at this point. Uh, People swear an oath to the Constitution and to defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, because they want to protect the American people and their children from any harm that may come from a physical invasion. And obviously, to stand up for humanity in the face of war crimes, which is exactly what's happening in Israel right now. That's what, that's what Aaron Bushnell did. Uh, he did it in his uniform. And as a serviceman, he stood up for the people of Palestine against the Israelis who are committing atrocious war crimes. You know, Stu, had he lit himself on fire and said, free to hostages and died for Israel, they would have made a Hollywood film for him the next day. They would have, they would have erected a shrine in the middle of Tel Aviv. That's what they would have done. But he did it for the people, namely the children, the men, women, and children, innocent, non-enemy combatants were being mass murdered by the OIF, the Israeli Offensive Force. Because, Stu, the Israelis aren't defending themselves. They've been on the attack and on the offense for 75 years, and we are paying for it to this day. So not only, I think, not only did he do this for the Palestinians, but also the American taxpayer and his fellow troops, because he didn't want to be involved in the genocide anymore. He didn't want to be complicit in it. And, you know, when you sign the dotted line, you take orders. You know, I was deployed to Iraq twice. I didn't know any better. Had I known better, I would have never joined. But people are starting to realize that something's off here. What are we gaining with this unbreakable bond with Israel? Absolutely nothing. I mean, our security of the troops are in danger. They're getting attacked at all the bases in the Middle East. We're losing trillions of dollars, sending all these all the money to all these different wars, billions to Israel, bi billions to Ukraine. Like you mentioned, our border's wide open. Trains are being derailed. People are homeless in the street. And by the way, Stu, every day, 22 veterans commit suicide. I think that's a low they're number. they're used as pawns for these wars in the Middle East, and then they come home, they don't to do it themselves. They're not taken care of, but we got to take care of Israel no matter what. Yeah, that's I think- That's the one thing that our Congress agrees with. doesn't matter if they're left wing, right wing, we got to send billions to Israel when BB asks or whoever else asks. And people are starting to wake up to this. And this young man, he did take an extreme measure, but he believed it was worth it. He risked his life and took his life for this greater message of all humanity. And he will be remembered forever, Stu. He will not die in vain. That I can say. I think the 22 a day is low. I, th I think that that's an old number. 
I, I think that that's be, astronomically yeah. low, unfortunately. Uh, I happen to be friends with, very close friends with, servicemen who have been deployed to these forward combat areas, and they have seen the methodical mass murder that's been carried out at the direction of the military-industrial complex and the higher-ranking brass uh, as a result of the orders that come from you know, the regime in Washington and you know, oftentimes from Congress or unilaterally by presidents who sign these orders to go in and just start bombing the hell out of innocent kids. But the sentiment online is pretty polarized, Lucas. If I stand against genocide, then that means that I must be pro-Islam or pro-Hamas or pro-Hezbollah or pro-terrorist. How do you make the, the, the differentiation between the two? I mean, why is it that Laura Loomer thinks that because I don't like that U.S. taxpayers are funding the bombs that are being dropped on the heads of infants and toddlers and teenagers, why is it because... I don't like that, that all of a sudden I'm pro-Islam and pro-Hamas Islamic terrorists. Yeah, these are just appeals to emotion. These are uh, horrible arguments to try to make her point. I mean, look, in a way, her people own this country. So when they say he's a threat to our democracy, yeah, it is their democracy. It's no longer our democracy. Our leaders work for Israel, for AIPAC. They do what the Israelis want in the Middle East. And so when someone doesn't do what they want, you're labeled everything possible, whether it be Hamas supporter, whether it be jihadist, whether it be anti-Semite, which is their favorite one, or Jew hater, whatever the case it is, just for standing and saying, look, I want nothing to do with it. Even neutrality is anti-Semitic because, hey, you want people to kill Jews? So all these arguments are appeals to emotion. They're absolutely terrible arguments, but it just it does show me where these people stand. I mean, Laura Loomer should have said, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't believe this happened. Maybe we should review our policy in the Middle East. Instead, mocked him for being mentally ill, said F him in the tweet. And she wasn't the only one, Stu. Again, many people were mocking his death because he died for something other than Israel. And that's just not allowed when you're a pawn of Israel working for the military industrial complex. Do Laura Loomer and the rest of these people think that we all inevitably should die for Israel? I believe so. I'm not joking when I say that. No, I'm not joking either. It's a serious question. I mean, does she believe that I should die for Israel, that you should die for Israel, and that if we don't, or we die for some other cause, or we die in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, are we effing idiots at that point too? Yeah, we're anti-Semitic if we don't die for Israel. That's basically her message. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to. But that's not, not even funny because it's scary because that means that these people actually have their goal The benchmark for success is to either convert you to Judaism or to send you to Israel or to have dual citizenship or to force their ideologies and their, you know, satanic religion upon you or to kill you or to send you to a place, draft age children, like Tucker said, to go and die. That's a big problem for me. And that's really scary because these people, by any sense of the imagination and in whatever form, are going to make sure that you die for Israel. That's correct. Yeah, it, that's what I call it, Jewish supremacy. It's just not Zionism. It is literally Jewish supremacy across the board. And if you resist that, you are an anti-Semite, Jew-hating bigot. But it sounds like Jewish mass murder more than oh, yeah. supremacy. I mean, we're now watching as they're celebrating the death of an active duty serviceman who is protesting against ethnic cleansing and genocide, war crimes that are being committed by war criminals in Israel. That's right. Yep. Well, again, he went against the 
narrative and he died for something he believed in, but that doesn't go with the agenda of those in power who are Zionists and Jewish supremacists. I hope people in the viewing audience take this very seriously when I say that at the end of the day, the ultimate benchmark for success is when you and your children die for Israel against your will. They, they will take you. These people hate you. They want to kill you. They want to kill your kids. If you are a Christian person, specifically a white Christian male, they are gunning for you. There was an article that was just written in the national file, some big thing. It was a big deal that I said that. No, this is the truth. These people hate you. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Don't let your pastor, if your pastor is telling you these things, find a new church. Because that pastor is weaponizing scripture for political gain or has been mistaught and is ignorant himself. Find a new church. Seek out the church of Christ. Be baptized in his name. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Hit your face. Repent. And walk with him every day. This is the only thing that will save you. Lucas, I don't know. I, I don't know in the natural what this looks like is inevitable. Inevitable kinetic confrontation and domestic bloodshed. You know, Stu, it's very difficult because now we have these people who have infiltrated the churches of, of you know, your fellow Christians who have been deluded with the Schofield Bible and this rapture dispensationalism, giving the Jews literally a get out of jail free, get out of genocide free card because their corrupted scriptures have said it. There's, you know, one of the biggest things too, because we can't just blame the Jews all the time. They're also Christian Zionists who, ironically, somehow worship these people. When when you go to Israel, they're being spit on by Jews. It is literally custom to spit on Christians and desecrate graves and churches. And you know, in Gaza, they are shooting nuns and priests and blowing up churches and mosques and all sorts of holy sites. It's kind of the opposite of the religion these people should be. Uh, worshiping, right? If if Christ came down and died for this sins and said, love thy neighbor, and the Jews said, no, I don't like his message, let's kill him, probably worshiping the wrong people. And by the way, they shouldn't be worshiping anyone but God. And they're worshiping the Jews, which again, look what they've done to the children in Gaza. Look what they're doing to men, women, and children. A non-enemy combatant, Stu. Stu, if this was 30,000 dead Hamas soldiers, then you're saying, okay, listen, that's just war. They're not soldiers being killed. These are civilians. They're laughing about it. They're mocking them. And they attack those of us who say, stop, as anti-Semites, Jew haters, Nazis, and every other name you can imagine. And frankly, Stu, I don't care what they call me. And I know you're the same way. And this is the kind of attitude we need to share across the board with all Americans in order to push back against this satanic element that has infiltrated our country and is destroying everything we love including our country's culture, our religions, everything we stand for is being deteriorated because we allow and tolerate the satanic element to do precisely this. And now we're seeing our soldiers burn themselves alive. What else do Americans need to see to realize something is off here and it's not the Muslims all over the Middle East or Xi Jinping or Putin or Assad. It's people in D.C., these Zionists, these traitors, these parasites. It's them, Stu. It's not a foreign government. It's the people right in front of us pretending to be just like us when they're not like us at all. And as you mentioned, they absolutely hate us. And when we resist them, that's when the names come. That's when the slander, libel, the censorship, 
the death threats. I've seen it all. I've been through it all myself. Yeah. But still, we have to stand and fight back. And I'm glad that people like you are doing just this because we need more of you and more of me out there. And I hope we inspire people to do just that. I don't want people to burn themselves alive. I don't recommend that at all. But this man, made <laughs> he sacrificed his life for something he truly believed in and did more than most people would ever do in their lifetime. It looks like a third world country. Soldiers burning themselves alive in front of diplomatic buildings. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. You're back on X, correct? Not yet, Stu. 23 days, I'll be back. 23 days. Okay. Yep. Uh, you'll never be censored here, although be it you've been censored there 23 more days, serving a sentence for pointing out the obvious. You're welcome back here anytime. We realize that your time is being cut short because you have another place that's going to allow your free speech. Lucas Cage, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you being here. Always a pleasure, Stu. Thank you. Of course. This is happening in the United States. Active duty servicemen are standing in front of embassies, dousing themselves with gasoline and lighting themselves ablaze. If that doesn't trigger some thought, what is going on here? I don't know what to say. Been banned on Instagram. I have a new account. The new account is It's Really Stew. Go follow me there because, again, I was pointing out the obvious. The new handle on Instagram is It's Really Stew. We were wrecking shop over there, storming the gates of hell right in the devil's playground. We'll see you there on Instagram. It's Really Stew. More of the Stu Peter Show continues next. We say it all the time on this program. We don't have a government. No, we have a rogue, murderous corporate crime syndicate. We don't have any representation in Washington, D.C. But look around. Banks all over the place are collapsing. And then they're getting bailed out. And who's paying for that? You are. Biden says taxpayers won't pay. Well, how do those banks get that money? The Fed prints the money to cover the losses, which will cause more inflation. Or they just get the money from the Treasury. Either way, you're paying for it. So what can two average Joes like you and I even do about it? Simple. Protect your wealth with physical gold and silver, just like so many other Americans and banks are doing right now, just like I'm doing. I get my gold and silver from Gold Co. Call them today, please, 855-706-GOLD. Learn how to protect your savings with gold and silver. Again, that number is 855-706-GOLD. Call Gold Co. today, 855-706-GOLD. Let's face it, there is a low testosterone epidemic in our generation. The food that men are eating, the lives that men are living, are lowering testosterone levels at alarming rates. Men in the 21st century have the lowest testosterone levels in history, and simply put, most men are not the men the generations before us were. If you're feeling run down, if you're experiencing weight gain, just feeling generally less energetic, these are often telltale signs of low testosterone. If you think that you may or know that you do have low test, there is a solution. Man's Edge is an all-in-one general health and testosterone-boosting supplement from Neutronics Labs. The proprietary formula of Man's Edge offers much more than a standard testosterone booster, combining fenugreek, IGF-1, and other clinically-backed ingredients. Now, studies have shown that men taking fenugreek experienced a whopping 46% increase in testosterone levels, and that's just one of the powerhouse ingredients in Man's Edge. Unlike other products on the market, Man's Edge has a patented liposome delivery system, ensuring up to 98% absorption versus just 20-30% to of powders and pills. For a limited time, Neutronics Labs is offering a great deal on Man's Edge. Buy one bottle of Man's Edge and get a second bottle absolutely free. That's buy one, get one absolutely free. Just visit getigf1.com or click the link on our show notes 
and make men men again with man's edge. Again, that's getigf1.com. Field of Greens is the healthiest thing that I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I like all of their flavors. It's completely improved my life. This is actually nutrition the way that nature intended. What I noticed right away, I noticed clearer skin. I noticed brighter, more vibrant skin. I noticed more energy when I wake up. I noticed better sleep at night. And Field of Greens is just radically different. It's different from anything else that you could possibly do. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you a 100% money-back guarantee. Who else is going to do that? Plus, I got you 15% off your first order, plus free rush shipping. Just visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code STEW. That's promo code stew at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code stew. I gave this platform to God, okay? I'm on a very specific mission. We have to identify who the real enemy is. We have to know where does this infiltration come from. The American people need a warrior that's unafraid to point out the real enemy. The American people are deserving of truth, exposure, and extreme accountability for the crimes against humanity that are being committed. We're on the brink of the complete collapse of America, while at the same time at the precipice of an amazing victory. If we want to prevent our children from facing a future bloodbath, I mean, I'm talking mass amounts of bloodshed, we need to step up and fight this war, and we need to fight it now. Uncensored. I refuse to be silenced or muzzled. Unafraid. No man will intimidate me. Unstoppable. Welcome back to the Stu Peters Show. So we agree with Chaya Raychik and her libs of TikTok account on a few issues. You know, yet we're able to recognize she's been propped up by the Zionist media, the Jewish-funded, BlackRock-funded, Rothschild-funded media. So, of course, while we agree with her on opposing bioweapon mandates and child mutilation, after that, the rift starts. Raychik is an ardent supporter of Israel because she's a Jew. She's even traveled to that country to produce pro-Israel propaganda videos for her American subscribers. These are facts. But if that wasn't enough to give you pause, this recent interview that she did with the Washington Post's Taylor Lorenz probably will be. Rachik was unable to defend her basic positions in this interview. She's being massively mocked and ridiculed for it online right now by those on both sides of the fake aisle. So instead of taking it as a serious opportunity to publicly defend kids, which is the sole premise of this entire platform here, the Stu Peters Network, defending kids, instead of publicly defending kids or basic sanity from predators, she turned this whole interview into a joke. She beclowned herself. Even worse than Lorenz did when she showed up in a mask, because that's exactly what we'd expect morons like this to do. But Rachik showed up to this interview dressed like an adult caricature of a middle school girl. It was actually highly creepy, given this is a grown woman. And even weirder, she wore Taylor Lorenz's crying face on her T-shirt. She was going out of her way to be a spectacle and not a serious interview subject. And it showed throughout the entire interview. She couldn't even come up with the names of journalists or news publications that she liked to read until she was pressured over and over again before finally rattling off the names of Connie Golden Boys like Agent Jack Posobiec. And, you know, Rachik didn't just deflect questions about journalists and about the tranny freak show predators castrating American kids. She didn't just show up dressed like a freak show that would probably identify as LGBT. No, 
she squirmed her way out of answering about the Great Replacement Theory. Which is an interesting tidbit, given that the Great Replacement has been widely attacked by Jews, no matter the political leanings that they claim to possess as an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory based on white supremacy. You know the type. The white supremacy of wanting America and the rest of Christendom, for that matter, to remain civilized. How dare us? So whatever opportunity that she had here to defend kids from these perverts and the pervert lobby and go on the record defending America's borders and America's kids, she totally blew it. But you know, maybe that was always the plan. A few years ago, Raychick was doxxed by Taylor Lorenz. And so, of course, then she was thrust into the public eye. Previously, she was running libs of TikTok anonymously, or so we were told anyway. But our, our buddy Sam Parker pointed this out on X. It could have been a setup. From the creepy outfit to the pathetic non-answers. I mean, just take a look for yourself. If you eradicate transgenderism, which I believe you suggested in a post today. No, I never suggested that. Oh, okay. You reposted a post that was advocating for that. What would happen to the people that have already medically, socially, completely transitioned and are leading happy lives? What would happen to them? I mean, what's your plan for, for that? If transgenderism doesn't exist, which it seems like you're, that's what you believe, what happens to all the people living happy lives as trans people? Well, I, first of all, the whole trans is it's based on a lie. You can't change your you can't change your gender. Okay, but so they could they could go live their 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 life. I mean, I can't tell someone what to do in their in their house. Sounds like you do want to tell people what to do in their house. I never said that. So you're I never said that. Why doesn't she just come out and say, hey, you know what? Shut up. I'm talking about protecting children from being mutilated, voluntarily or involuntarily. I'm talking about defying science, you know, from you trust the science mask-wearing idiots. Weren't you the trust the science people? Go get the lethal injection. Go get your shots. Stay six feet away from people. Don't go see your grandma dying in the hospital while remdesivir is coursing through her veins, being hooked up to ventilators. Oh, my God, COVID. She's wearing a mask outdoors. Why doesn't she just tell her, tell this Lorenz girl, shut up. These trans people are the very reason we should reopen insane asylums. And through this entire interview, Taylor Lorenz threw her support behind porn in schools, transmutilation of kids, the whole nine yards. But Chaya Rachik couldn't even form a coherent sentence to oppose any of it. Maybe if she just had a spiritual base in Jesus Christ and not the perverted Talmud, she would be better equipped. Maybe just a little common sense. Maybe she wasn't supposed to be equipped in the first place. Morgan Ariel is a Christian business owner and pro-faith influencer. She has over 50,000 followers on X, where she shared her take on the Lorenz Rachik interview, writing that Chaya Rachik is, quote, a Jewish woman who doesn't know Jesus and therefore doesn't know God. How can she advocate for the truth when she is in darkness? Chaya, you look like a fool here. You don't even know why you believe what you believe. You need Jesus. We agree. We want to talk more about that. And of course, Morgan Ariel joins us now. I want to encourage at the very top of this interview for everyone to go check your clothing company. You are the CEO of One God Clothing. Uh, you serve Jesus. You solely serve and chase after Jesus. ShopOneGod.com. ShopOneGod.com. Uh, I want you to further what you were saying on X about this, this interview that we saw. And I just want to pose the question to you, Morgan. Why didn't she just tell her, you know, shut up, you're a crazy person. 
you're wearing a mask outdoors and telling people why it's okay to mutilate children. It doesn't make sense. You're talking about somebody who has the largest, uh, you know, trans and LGBTQ uh, exposing, plat, you know, account on these various social media platforms who has actually done some good work at exposing a lot of things and she completely dropped the ball which is why it lit a fire in me when i watched it because i thought gosh you had an opportunity here where you could have actually stood up for what you believed in and it begs me to wonder like do you even believe what you say that you believe she kept talking about the truth uh it's just not the truth it's just not the truth well why isn't the truth you know why is it not the truth why don't you talk about the fact that uh you know you can't change your chromosomes okay they kept talking about uh breast implants and and having these surgeries and things like that and gender affirming care why don't you talk about the god-given biology that we have been given she doesn't talk about it because she doesn't know about it because she doesn't know god and people get offended when you say that but what does the word of god say that uh jesus says nobody comes to the father except through me so if you don't know jesus christ you don't know god and you're not in the truth and the righteous are bold as a lion Where's the boldness? It doesn't exist because you don't have Christ. That's my outlook on it. You know, at the end of your tweet, you said, you don't even know why you believe what you believe. You need Jesus. Okay. So I think that everything that you said in that tweet is incredibly based and, and 100% true. And I don't believe that she believes what she believes or why she says even on libs of TikTok what she says. I think that Maybe somewhere there, there's, there's the surface level recognition that, hey, it's not okay to do this to children. And, you know, trans completely defies everything science and normal, even though her worldview is not based in Jesus because it's based in the Talmud. So this reminds me of, I mean, okay, so if the trans thing is the one thing that she seems to really take hold of and to really care about, then she should be able to go there and completely eviscerate Lorenz. She should be able to, boom, just fire it off and eviscerate her because she really believes in this in her soul, at her core, authentically. She has a ton of conviction about the things that she's saying, and that's why she's able to go off the cuff, talk to anybody, answer any question, be approached by anybody of any political ideology or of any religion or of any faith. And anybody, you should be able to spit that game and immediately extinguish any opposition flame that would come in support of doing any of this to children or in public in this country founded under God, right? And so that brings yeah. me back to my interview with BBC, because at the time, what was the focus of this platform? Saving people from a weapon of biowarfare called a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine. Right. We identified very early on had graphene oxide. We did tons of research. We talked to all the experts, doctors, microscopy experts, I mean, everybody. We talked to, you know, people that worked for Pfizer. We talked to whistleblowers. We talked with victims. We talked with victims' families. We talked to people who had been murdered methodically in the hospitals. We knew what we were talking about. So when BBC came to sit down, I had no idea what the hell they were going to ask me about. Obviously, the incredibly viral film that I gave away for free called Died Suddenly, which we hope saved millions of lives. If it saved just one, it was worth it. But they wanted to attack me on that movie, and I never squirmed once. I completely nailed them totally eviscerated them. It's been seen over 5 million times just on X alone. It's pinned to the top of my profile and it's been seen millions and millions of more times elsewhere. The interview that BBC never wanted you to see. She should have been able to do that to Lorenz. 
And so it just tells me, no, you're not based in conviction. You don't really believe in what it is that you're saying. And I think that you hit it dead on the head. Where are the people who really believe what they're saying and why aren't they exploding on their own platforms? It's doable. I did it. You did it. Don't give me this complaint about, well, I only have 112 followers. Well, guess how many I had before I started the Stu Peter show? Zero. Zero. And now here we are, you know, one of the world's leading alternative dissident media platforms. Why are people being so quiet? Why are they so afraid? Uh, I think that, you know, they just don't think that their voice matters. I don't think that they believe that uh, their voice matters, that they can make any kind of a difference, and they just don't have that righteous conviction. You know, I think I think that it really takes a, um, someone who's really, really strong in their faith to have that level of conviction. But if you understand the severity of what's taking place, if you've ever talked to anybody that's transgender, if you just have a spiritual foundation, you'll see how much confusion they're in. Like, I honestly, I know that yeah. you talk about protecting the kids. I care about the adults too. I know people that have been sucked into this and they've uh, started taking those hormones and they're living a life of misery now. And they have found Jesus after the fact, and they've already destroyed their bodies. They've harmed themselves. This is um, a mental you know, uh, problem that they have. And also, but, but are they using that? Infliction. Are they using that experience to now go and yes. make their voice heard? They are. And that's, that's what I'm saying. So if, if there are. are people so that are and, willing and, to do it, somebody, sorry, somebody like Chaya, she knows some of these people too, who have, um, taken these hormones and done these things, but yet you don't bring any of that up in the interview. You know, you don't, you don't, def, you know, speak out against this and how evil and wicked it is. Uh, this is a mental illness. These people need to be either institutionalized or they need to be, uh, you know, in in a church where they can get ministered to or they need some kind of help. Uh, the answer is not to mutilate themselves. That way they can go gallivanting on the Internet and uh, trying to, you know, bring other children into it. Kids that are getting these hormones or, or taking these things and being indoctrinated through platforms like TikTok, right, uh, and doing things without their parents even knowing about it so there needs to be a a line in the sand that's drawn and i think like parents especially they need to be the ones that are speaking out against this stuff because the devil is after your kids okay and if you don't want your kid to come home one day and all of a sudden you're like hey uh, johnny's starting to look like a, a janice uh, maybe you should pay a little more attention and you should get a little vocal about it because it's happening. And uh, it's probably not going to stop happening. But the more people that I will say this to the one thing that I've noticed is now that this has been going on for a little while, you know, uh, people that have been tricked by these agendas that are a little older, they're able to speak out and advocate against uh, transitioning and say, hey, this is not the way. And I think that that's actually kind of starting to help a little bit because now they're saying, hey, the grass isn't greener on the other side. And obviously you can't change your gender. You know, a lot of times we have, um, I, I have conversations with, you know, people who are younger in their early 20s and, you know, they have massive accounts on Twitter or X, whatever, on Instagram, everywhere else. By the way, I was banned on Instagram. Refollow my new Instagram account. It's really Stu is the name. It's really Stu. Yep. I was banned for going after the gay lobby. They told me that they were going to send the gay mafia after me. They did less than 24 hours later. I was banned for calling out what appears to be a pedophile in New York with access to three kids around the clock, uh, buying them penis rings and calling them bracelets and making them wear them around as he's bringing them to drag conventions and then exploiting them by posting them on Instagram for clicks and likes. This is what our world has come to. And then you have 20 year old something young, young 20 year olds, right? That are saying things like, yeah, I know, man, but we just, we have to be more tolerant. You know, I mean, we can't, no, no, you don't. Because exactly the position that we're in right now is because boomers were tolerant. Boomers were complacent. Boomers were apathetic. 
And so now over time, the hubris and the arrogance and the brazenness of this federal government murderous corporate crime syndicate has just gotten to the level where they can openly just declare war on the American people and on their children. And so if we repeat that over again by these people who are now 18, 19, 20, what's going to happen in generations from now? It's going to be exponentially worse. You know, their kids are going to be facing so much worse. And these, these people just don't have a backbone. I don't know if they have tiny little balls that are filled with no testosterone because of everything that's been put in our food and all the soy, or if it's because of the indoctrination and the programming and gaslighting and brainwashing repetitively over and over again by the Jewish funded media. I don't know what it is, but these people don't have the testicular fortitude to stand up anymore. And that's really concerning for me. Very concerning. Final words. One minute. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, transgenders uh, flashing people at the White House, uh, complete, just total degeneracy. So I want to say this, we should ban homosexuality. We should ban transgenderism. We should ban gay marriage. We should ban sex change operations for adults and children. And any kind of degeneracy that goes against God needs to be banned in this country. Because if we don't, people are going to be gallivanting around in the streets, uh, showing their sexual perversions to children and anybody and everybody. Like, it's okay when it's completely disgusting and we're living in basically a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And I would only add to that. And then we put convicted pedophiles to death immediately. We execute them. The message should be sent very clearly. You touch our kids, we kill you. ShopOneGod.com. That is Morgan Ariel's One God Clothing Company. You serve Jesus. We, we appreciate that. And you do it loudly, which we appreciate even more. Uh, again, ShopOneGod.com. Make sure that you get there right now. Check out the entire clothing line. I have my hoodie. I wear it all the time. I have my beanie. I wear it all the time. My lady, she wears the dress all the time. She looks beautiful in it, by the way. And there's plenty of millions others that would look beautiful in that apparel as well. ShopOneGod.com. Morgan Ariel, thank you so much. We appreciate it. God bless. You all know that I love magnesium breakthrough. It's been a life changer for me. My sleep, my mood, my relaxation. So for those of you that have never tried it, now's your chance because this month only, you can get a free bottle of this best-selling full-spectrum supplement that contains all seven forms of magnesium that your body craves in exactly the right balance. By Optimizers, the people who make this magnesium breakthrough are offering a 14-day sleep challenge. So for all of you in Stew Crew, you get a free 14-day supply. All you have to do is pay some nominal shipping fee. That's it. No other strings attached, no other purchase required. The challenge is simple. Try Meg Breakthrough for 14 days. See all the positive changes I just mentioned. If your sleep and energy are not absolutely rocking by the end of 14 days, you've lost nothing. But if they are, your life is back on track. Get your free bottle. Go to magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. Enter the coupon code Peters 10 That's it. Look, they wouldn't be letting me give these bottles away if they weren't 100% confident how effective it is. And again, this is now on the short list of supplements that I absolutely have to have every day. Get your free 14-day supply right now, magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. Again, magbreakthrough.com slash Peters. Friends, I've got some alarming news. I've learned that over 70% of the power lines in our country, America, are over 25 years old, with many approaching the end of their typical 50 to 80-year life cycle. This will have severe consequences for our communities and our families, leaving us completely vulnerable to both power outages and cyber attacks. Coupled with the increasing number of major natural and manufactured disasters that our country is expected to experience in the future, it's no surprise that many Americans are searching for a safe and reliable alternative to traditional generators. Solar power generators are the only way to go, and solar power generators from Goal Zero offer a quiet, fume-free, reliable source of power. They're safe, they're portable, they're maintenance-free. A Goal Zero generator is ideal for all kinds of things, emergencies, camping, off-grid living? Don't wait for these people to manufacture another disaster. 
Go to survivalistscoop.com slash Peters to secure your family's safety right now. That's survivalistscoop.com slash Peters. So if anyone out there, if any of you are still delusional enough to believe that Nikki Haley was going to walk into her home state of South Carolina and turn the GOP primary on its head by taking down President Trump, then this weekend should have provided you with a major reality check. Nikki Haley is done. She's finished. She's toast. Despite her public cry fest about how much she misses her National Guard husband, who she's cheated on multiple times with multiple men, rattling off fake accomplishments in a nagging little high-pitched voice, it's just not going to do it this year. The American people are obviously ready for Trump's revenge tour. Haley couldn't even break the 40% mark after predicting that she'd rake in at least 43% of the state's votes. And that was with Democrats and left-leaning independents crossing the aisle to vote for Haley, just like they did in New Hampshire, where she also got trounced. So you would think that at this point, we'd all consider it over for Nikki Haley, including herself. Even her donors and her biggest supporters, who outwardly hate President Trump, are telling her, just give up. Just pack it in. Just go home. Pull the pin. But she won't do it. This woman is obviously a complete and total narcissist. She is in this race for herself. She's in this race for the money. She's in this race for the fame and whatever glory comes from getting creamed by President Trump wherever you go. And now she's following Trump to Michigan, the primary campaign's next stop, where the results are expected to be even worse for Nikki Haley than they were in South Carolina. So at this juncture, people are really just wondering, why is Nikki Haley still in this race? I mean, it almost just doesn't make any sense until you learn who she's actually working for. Communist California Governor Gavin Newsom has let the mask slip on Nikki Haley just before the South Carolina primary when he was jokingly interviewed on CNN by Jake Tapper. Newsom said that Nikki Haley is one of the Democrat Party's better surrogates, and he called on her to stay in the primary process as long as possible to hurt Trump and the base as much as she can. Actually, he has said that he agrees with her on Trump 99% of the time. Does it get any more obvious than that? I mean, even the conservative traders who backed Haley are telling her that time's up, but here's Gavin Newsom and the Democrats telling her, keep on fighting. The Democrats, the communists, go Nikki Haley. I mean, they're looking for any way on earth to steal the nomination from Trump and the people, at least at the moment. We've discussed Nikki Haley's fledging campaign with George Papadopoulos several times now, and he joins us again to talk more about this. I mean, could it get any worse for Nikki Haley? And who are her paymasters? Why is she still here? Thanks for having me, Stu. And, and look, um, there's panic in D.C., right? The rats are fleeing the ship. Um, the Uniparty's in total collapse. And their last hope was trying to prop up a person like Nikki Haley, which as you explained, even Governor Newsom uh, basically saying that she's our useful idiot. She's um, gaining uh, Democrat voters. The Democrats are actually galvanized to vote uh, in these uh, primaries against Trump. It's not even Republicans voting for her. And uh, she's just making a complete fool of herself. And um, unfortunately for her, her paymasters are now abandoning her as well. It's not simply the never support that she had. Now her paymasters have decided that they're going to abandon her 
And I think once that money runs dry after Michigan, this thing's completely over. She's going to drop out. Her political career is over and the Republican Party will once again be all about MAGA. Uh, well, I mean, I think they have been. I think I think as far as out here in the streets is concerned, um, the Republican Party is toast. It's gone. It's done. People don't care. Republican, Democrat, conservative, you know, liberal. Nobody gives a damn anymore. Everybody's starting to realize that this has all been an illusion, this two-party representative government where, you know, Republicans are really fighting against the aisle with these Democrats, with this slim majority that, by the way, was intentionally set up by Kevin McCarthy. I mean, all of this has been very calculated and very intentional, but it makes the American people say, well, I'm going to get out. I, I really have to mobilize. I have to be at the local level and all, all these other things. And they want to be engaged, but, George, they just don't know how to get engaged. Yeah, look, all all politics is local, right? And the elections are all based on what happens in various states. That's why, you know, your state legislators, your secretary of states, uh, your governors are so important. And that's really where your mobilization efforts should be as much as at the federal level. And that's something that people don't realize, because, of course, the federal issues, Congress, presidency, that's those are all the sexy topics. But the real hard work all begins at the state. So. Uh, you have individuals like Carrie Lake who, you know, have grievances for her election losses and all this and how she's running on election integrity. That's all good. And that should be viewed as a paragon for how the American uh, citizens should keep their officials accountable. So that's really the first step. And the second step is just really making sure that your members of Congress that you have sent there actually represent you. Do you want to go back to the George W. Bush Republican Party? Do you want to go back to the neocon days that Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and some of these folks were trying to resuscitate? Or do you want to be MAGA? If you want to be MAGA, support Trump all the way, support local candidates that support that agenda, and make sure that your local officials secure your elections. That is the recipe for success. Boy, a lot to unpack there. Uh, first yeah. of all, going back to the George W. Bush era means going back to blowing up children. Uh, and murdering children in genocide, ethnic cleansing type events just to enrich and empower one. So, I mean, the, the Bush family, they're, they're mass murderers. Uh, there's, there's just no, I'll make that allegation. You don't have to. I'll make that allegation. And if Bush wants to sue me, he can sue me. You're a mass murderer, George Bush, and your whole family. Um, but now going back to, you mentioned Carrie Lake running on this election integrity stuff. You mentioned get behind President Trump. Okay. We saw what happened with Carrie Lake. We saw what happened with President Trump. So if we don't address and expose and then correct what happened in 2020 and hold to account the people who are responsible for what happened in 2020, then how can we even look at 2024? I mean, we saw what happened in 2022. Well, Sue, look, if you want to really hold these people accountable, let's look at what the CIA was all up to. We now have evidence, robust evidence, not conspiracy stuff. This is unbiased, substantive reporting by liberal reporters who just revealed a couple of weeks ago that the CIA not only interfered in the 2016 election, but of course we know about the 2020 election where they suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. That arguably tilted the election besides all of the shenanigans and all the, uh, you know, the misconduct that was done at the local level. That in and itself is what tilted the election besides you know, the fraudulent stuff that we can talk about as well. If we don't hold those people accountable, if Congress doesn't do their job and actually hold them to account for what they did 
by really interfering in our election, then they're going to do it again. And I promise you, Stu, the intelligence agencies, including the FBI, the CIA, NSA, MI6, all these people that have been interfering for years, Mossad. they have a lot more power. Mossad, which is which was reported, this these people have much more authority and power to interfere in our elections. And first of all, any foreign governments and any local secretary of state. So that's really what our priority should be, as well as focusing on the local issues. So. Again, I mean, if our votes don't count, how, how do we how do we fix it? I mean, how do we it, there could be 300 million in this country that want to vote for President Trump and, and then actually go out and cast their ballots. But if they have a success formula that works for rigging and stealing elections, what what difference does it make? I mean, I'm not I'm, well, I'm really just trying to get to the bottom of this. I really am. I, I'm trying to find a remedy for the American people so that anybody can run for president and then everybody can draw their own relevant conclusions, not because we kiss this wall or bow to this ring, but because they are the most merit filled candidate who has a platform that the majority of Americans like, and then they get behind it and then they go vote. Look, I completely agree with you. If we don't have um, uh, elections of integrity, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a Republic. We don't even have a functioning society at that point, but I think it's really a three pronged approach at this point, right? First and foremost, Congress needs to drag in these intel agencies, the heads of the intel agencies, Obama, Brennan, uh, these foreign intelligence officials that interfered in these elections so that the American people see in real time, in prime time, this is what happened. Interfering in our elections is a real thing. And it doesn't happen from our enemies. It's happening from our allies and from within. That's the first thing. The second thing you have to do is, like Trump says, use the laws that are already on the books. Do what the Democrats are doing. Go ballot harvest. Go use the laws that are already on the books the way the Democrats do and galvanize your voters like that. There's nothing illegal about that. That's just using the laws that the Democrats have you know, uh, exp expertise on. And third, I would just say that you need to make sure that your local officials, once again, don't just look at Congress. Don't just look at the presidency. Make sure your local officials are educated on these topics. Make them understand that you will not stand for a once fraudulent election again. And then they're going to listen to you because if they don't, then they're probably going to get you know voted out of office. I know you think that, you know, how are you going to vote these people out of office if uh, it's fraudulent? But yeah. I think that's really the process that we have to follow. And then sooner rather than later, this should be repaired once we get Trump back into office. We have some new officials at the local levels and governors who really care about the voters uh, taking power. When we talk about Congress and congressional hearings and inquiries and panels and committees, I can't think of one time that a Republican or GOP-led inquiry or panel or hearing uh, ever made a positive difference in my life. I, mean, I, I just think it's completely fake. What we need is an actual constitutional sheriff to investigate the fraud that happened in their particular county and then go and charge and arrest and try and convict and sentence the people that are responsible for doing this to make an example out of them and to encourage and give the bravery and the courage to other uh, sheriffs to do exactly the same thing. I mean, how many of these people can honestly go home and look at their children and say, I'm just going to stand for this. I, I can't really I can't really get too fringe or step out there because I want to keep my my job as the sheriff. And I know that I represent people of both parties. But does it really matter where your po political ideology lines, whether it's, oh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican? Do you, doesn't everybody agree that we want free and fair elections and not 
a stolen republic? So interfering or stealing an election is treason, in my opinion. Yes, it is. Because so, of course, uh, if there's evidence of that and sheriffs at the local level, because like we said at the beginning, everything in politics is local. If the local forces are not mobilized, it doesn't really even matter what happens in Washington, D.C. So if you don't have these unbiased special investigators or special counsels, if you will, because we've, we've never actually had that. Stu, so what actually happened with all of these election integrity cases, right? They were never even presented to court. People say, oh, the courts threw all these cases out. Trump's a crazy person, all this. They were never even heard. The Supreme Court never heard any of these, these cases. Local courts never heard any of these cases for various standing reasons and all these type of technicalities that were thrown out by people like AG Barr and these people. So we need these investigators to really do their job go to court, present the evidence. And if there's evidence showing that these people stole elections in the past and are trying to do it now. Then have the U.S. Marshals go and hook them up, put them in handcuffs behind their back, perp walk them like they did to you and Roger Stone and everybody else, throw them in jail while they await a trial, withhold bail just like you've done to January 6th Patriots, hold them without due process, just like you've done to people who petitioned the government to redress their grievances. We want a two-tier justice system here? Hmm, I don't think so. No, let's treat them the same exact way. And then when they're convicted of treason and high crimes against the American people, execute them. Put them on a public stage and hang them in front of the international community, just like we did to Saddam Hussein for his ties to al-Qaeda, right? Oh, or his weapons of mass destruction. No, it was because he wanted to introduce his own monetary exchange because the United States government was intentionally devaluing the dollar, just like they're doing in Russia right now. Uh, the United States government is probably the most corrupt, murderous entity on the entire face of the planet, along with and in conjunction with the media who are directly responsible for killing countless millions of children. Um, I tell you what, free and fair elections, I would run for president, and I don't think there's a candidate in the field that would stand a chance. We need somebody, we don't need more political candidates who are willing to kowtow and bow and make alliances and allegiances and, you know, form these like handshake deals. No, these people are trying to kill us. What we need is another William Wallace who says that and then actually does something about it. Is Trump that guy? Look, I think Trump is our only hope if we want to get this country back on track, especially in this time in history. There's absolutely no other candidate when you look at the field that went up against him, from Nikki Haley or Nimrata Haley, whatever her name even is, yeah. to Ron DeSantis, I mean, yeah, to Ron DeSantis, to uh, the Vake and all these people that just come out of the blue with this pharmaceutical background. Yes, and other the World stores. Economic Forum sycophant that this guy is. Yes, yeah, it's I've never all been, fake. I've, I've never been. I've never been a fan of the Vake since day one, and I never will be because I don't ever support or respect somebody who comes out of the blue talking what people think you want them to say when your background is rooted in pharmaceutical lobbying and Soros affiliated (laughs) money. So that's that. And then you have Nikki Haley, the warmonger, and so many other of these candidates have just fizzled out. So Trump, you know what you're getting with him. He's transparent. He has a history of success. He wants to make this country great once again. And most importantly, Stu, he has skin in this game. He feels that his election was stolen. And he's been a victim of the two-tier justice system, which I think is at the core of what this conversation is all about. If you want an an individual to address those grievances, look at somebody who has been impacted himself and his family themselves by this exact situation. And I think that's why he's going to solve these problems, because he has been a personal victim. And I don't think there's anybody else. Obviously, the primary is over once uh, Michigan's done. But um, I think this is our last chance. Do you think that President Trump would sit down with me? 
I'm sure you could invite him and he would, I have no, I can't speak for him, obviously. But no, I, just your gut you know, feeling. You I mean, am I too nuclear? Am I too dangerous? Am I too hot to touch, too hot to handle? I mean, or do you think that he would actually sit down with a guy like me? Dude, uh, all I know is I love your show. I come on your show for years now. And, you know, I, I think you have an important voice in America. So I, I can't speak for anybody else. But and I'm, I'm not sure saying that I... I'm right all the time. You know, that's why I like to ask questions of everybody, including President Trump. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying, hey, from, from where we sit, this is what it looks like. Do you agree? And if so, why? And if so, why not? You have an inside perspective. You have a scientific background. You are a doctor. Talk about the COVID shots. You know, you are from, from, from Space Force. Talk about why Elon Musk can't penetrate the firmament. I mean, we've got a lot of questions. That's all. And we, we enjoy asking them of you as well. I'm a, I'm a free speech absolutist, you know, so I, I completely believe that the more questions that are asked, the better for discourse. And especially in this era of disinformation and the media controlling narratives, these voices and these questions are important. So yeah, couldn't agree um, more. Uh, by the way, we were banned off of Instagram. I, I worked really hard to get my following way up. I was banned off of Instagram because I called out some guy called NYC Gay Dad who has access 24 hours around the clock to these three kids who call him dad. He brings them to these uh, tranny, abomination, gay pride conventions where he buys them peace rings and tells them that they're bracelets and then they wear them. And he has them, you know, he's exploiting them on the internet by having them on Instagram saying, of course we have a gay dad. Of course he wants to have sex with Travis Kelsey and all this other nonsense. And so I call this out. He, he, he responds to me on Instagram by saying, I'm sending the gay mafia after you. Less than 24 hours later, my Instagram account was banned. So if you want to refollow me on Instagram, the handle is it's really Stu. It's really Stu. S-T-E-W is the new Instagram handle. Uh, but I'll tell you what, yes, uh, next to the APAC Zionist Jewish lobby in Washington, D.C. and in this country, I think the most powerful lobby right now is the gay lobby. We got to stop bowing to these people. We, we really do. I mean, we, we are a Christian nation founded under godly principles and uh, the idea and the inspiration of bodily autonomy and individual liberty and freedom. And I think that we should be embracing that and not, you know, trying to water it down by intentionally opening up our borders. I think that Trump has a great border policy. I think he has a merit-based economic policy instead of the, all of this affirmative action nonsense. And I think that, you know, Trump really is a dissident. Um, I, I just hope that as we get through these primaries and closer to the general election, that we're going to see more of that dissident stuff, that 2015 Trump going into 2016, you know, that I don't really give a damn what anybody says kind of Trump. And I think that that's what we need to see. Um, if that's him, then he'll sit down with me for sure, because he, know, he knows that I don't give a damn. I think he's watched the show. I'm pretty sure that he's a fan of the show. People say that he doesn't know how to use the internet. Uh, Donald Trump is a brilliant man. He knows absolutely how to use the internet, and he sees everything that's going on. The most important thing to him is loyalty. Uh, George Papadopoulos, we really appreciate your loyalty to our program and for coming back. We always appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Sue. It's always a pleasure. I would like to reserve this book in your name. It's called No Grid Survival Projects, and inside you'll find 75 ingenious do-it-yourself projects that can help you to protect your own family, not only from long-term blackouts or after an EMP, but also in times of economic crisis, riots, hyperinflation, hurricanes, civil war, martial law, or any other unforeseen events that may come our way. This book, the immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent, self-sufficient on your own property, you don't want to depend on the government or anyone else for your basic needs. You'll discover things like how to make water out of thin air, the long-lasting survival foods that you can make at home, automatic backyard traps and alarms for looters and intruders, a pressurized rainwater harvester, 
EMP-proof survival generators, the self-sustaining greenhouse, a simple device that can keep you off of FEMA's radar, do-it-yourself, no-grid air conditioning unit, and a whole lot more. Yes, air conditioning units. Do-it-yourself. The immediate payoff of having these projects is that they make you independent and self-sufficient on your own property. You don't want to depend on anybody else. Go to nogridprojects.com slash stew and take advantage of a 75% discount. This book right here, and this offer won't be available for long. That's nogridprojects.com slash stew. I have an urgent message for gun owners from Vanished Holsters, and I hope it doesn't upset you, but after February, you're not going to hear me talk about the world's most comfortable holster and the amazing deal that I've been running with them. For 10 months, I've been telling you that this holster will change your concealed carry life forever. I've been telling you that this is the holster that finally helps you get rid of the excuses that you have for not carrying all day, every day, everywhere that you go. And for the past few months, I've been telling you, hey, we have a special chance to help my viewers get this amazing deal on this crazy comfortable holster. But that all ends at the end of this month. I'm sad to see it end. I know you will be too. So if you want to use my special link to get this ridiculous deal on this holster, complete with an unconditional money-back guarantee, go to vnsh.com slash stew. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew. Remember, this holster is widely considered the most comfortable holster in the world. It works with 99% of modern firearms, carries two extra mags, and works with absolutely any clothing or no clothing because of the built-in belt. And this is the last time that I'll be talking about Vanish and their special deal. So go grab it before it's gone. Go to vnsh.com slash stew to claim this deal before it's too late. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew.